0: Let's go. Hello and welcome to this episode. It's the start of November. So I thought let's kick things off with a solo episode to help you find food freedom, to make food just easy and normal again, where you're not always thinking about it, always planning. Life and food, it gets to be easier. Before I jump in, a bit of a life update. So as you guys may have seen, I was in Mallorca in Spain for all of October, back in London now, and looking back on Mallorca, it was so amazing, like so cool to explore all these parts of the island, these coves, tons of hiking, cute towns, like the town we were in was so gorgeous. And the weather the whole time, it was actually apparently supposed to be like the wet season or, heading into the wet season and so we were kind of a bit worried about that but I think the standards for what wet season is in Mallorca is very different to London it would be like the weather report would say raining all week or like three days of the week and we'd be like oh no and then the day would arrive and it would rain for like thirty minutes or something and then the rest of the day just pure blue sky so it was very nice as a Londoner to hardly have any rain and just have blue sky all the time basically but despite how Amazing and fun it was being in Mallorca. I am actually just so happy to be back in London. I was craving to come back home mainly because I was missing Milo my my dog so much like being away from her made me realize how much emotional support she actually gives me like she brings me so much joy every day she makes me laugh. I have to take her on a walk every day so it forces me to be outside and out of nature and walk so I missed her a lot and I'm very happy to be back with her. And also, just the autumn leaves here are so nice. And I'm like holding on to, like, trying to feel so grateful that the leaves are still here because I know that they'll be gone in like a week or two. And I'm just like looking outside our apartment window and we look onto a park. So it's so calming to look at all the leaves, all the different colors. And I'm just happy to be around that as well. I'm just very grateful at the moment. Also seeing all my friends, obviously I just hung out with my boyfriend for the whole month in Mallorca. I love him and all, but you know, you gotta see other people as well. And I just missed home. Like I missed my stuff, my apartment, my office. So I'm very happy to be back. Had the awesome Halloween party the other day on the weekend. You guys might've seen on my Instagram as well. I did the Christina Aguilera music video for Dirty, that outfit with like the chaps, the, bikini top which was so fun I planned that outfit for like two months and I was dying to to wear it I actually purposefully organized this house party at our place just so I could make sure I would be able to wear that outfit Um, it was very fun (laughs) and it made me think that over the years most of the years During my food and body struggles, I did not do any Halloween parties. I I only did one, I think. So I was always like, oh, you know, I'll wait one more year till I like my body till I have the body that can wear all these outfits. And I would always even search for hours, like choosing the outfit I wish I could wear and just wouldn't do it, which sucks because Obviously, I missed out on all those fun memories, the fun parties that I could have gone to. But it also just really highlights the importance of representation of different body types. Obviously, when you're searching for the Halloween outfits, as per usual, it's represented on the same body shape every time. So I know for me and I know for a lot of women, you know, you look at that when you're not in that body shape, that body size, and you think, okay, it's not for me, like it's not gonna look that way and that way is gonna be the best way because they're the model and models are supposed to be like the optimal, the epitome of beauty. So it's not gonna look that good on me and I shouldn't wear it That I'm not allowed to wear it. And it just sucks. Cause like if we had more representation, if I'd seen friends or people on social media who had the body that I had back then wearing cool, fun, sexy outfits for Halloween, maybe I wouldn't have pressed pause. I would have pressed play So it really made me think of that. And actually, when I finally did go to a Halloween party, it was two years ago that I started doing Halloween again. It wasn't that I was like, okay, now I like my body, let me go to a Halloween party. It was just living life. Like a Halloween party happened at my boyfriend's where he used to live, like this house with a few flatmates. And I was just pressing play on life, like letting myself just have fun. And that... That decision, like to stop caring about my weight and to stop obsessing about food and hiding myself away from the world, letting myself just have fun and enrich my life, have these fun memories. That was a huge lever in helping me find food freedom and find my set point weight. So, I guess the lesson is just like, let's start pressing play on life again, no matter what body shape, what weight, like. You deserve to be living life now. It's not waiting until you reach, if you reach this certain body shape that might not even be for you. Maybe it's just your ego wants it or you think you should have it because it's, you know, the thin ideal or whatever. Like, let's press play now. A quick biz update, actually, as well business update. I want to say welcome to all of the new 30 day reboot gals from October. Every month, so many of you join, and it's so awesome to see. It's always so exciting to see that purchase come through. For me, obviously, it's a business, so like passive income is freaking awesome. But to know that there's an actual human on the other side who's struggling with something that I completely get, I went through as well for way too fucking long, that someone has bought this course that I know, like with every ounce of my being, is going to help that person. Like they've got the problem, I've got the solution, and it It's so cool to see people trust and take that leap and try something new and then put the work in and see actual results, like see serious change in their life. And I actually wanted to share some of the amazing things that just in October, you guys shared with me about the 30 day reboot. Like it's just, every time I get these kind of comments, messages from you, it reminds me like why I'm doing this. Someone said, I finally finished the 30 day reboot. Just wanted to say a huge thanks for putting this out there. You are super relatable and I honestly loved doing it. There's still a few things that are work in progress, but I can now recognize what drives me to binge. And there are so many tools to pick and choose from to help overcome it. Thank you so much. And then one of my other babes who did actually one-to-one coaching with me like a year ago. Can't believe this is my life all because I found you. And then this one was so freaking cool to see. Wow, I just finished the third day reboot. Just wanted to say a quick thank you so heck and much right from the bottom of my heart. The change in myself from the beginning to now is amazing. I'm so excited for the next part of my journey and I couldn't have gone here without you. When I came across the, the reboot, I was at such a low, such a loss. I thought I would never be able to stop binging and that there was something wrong with me. I can completely relate to that. You changed all of that, so thank you so, so much. You're amazing ah so cool to see all of these like if you guys ever need that reminder that change is possible go to my highlights on my instagram bio there are literally hundreds of messages like this and it's just proof it's just that proof that your subconscious needs that there's nothing wrong with you you can change there's nothing special about me or any of these other people in the sense that there's no reason why we changed our food relationship, stop binging, and you can't, like, there's nothing special about us in that sense. If we can do it, you can do it. Another really cool, simple win that I saw on my Facebook group was someone who said, I haven't restricted in six months, so cool. And then someone else said this, not to be dramatic, but this course has genuinely changed my life. Every day I feel more myself. I'm just like flicking through all my highlights. It's just so cool. Another one, this program is changing my life. And I'm so grateful for it. My mind and body feel so much better and I'm a lot happier overall. Wow. Okay, I will stop there because I could just keep going on forever, but it's proof. So if you ever need that reminder, that motivation, go to my bio, look at some of those comments or the hundreds of them. Remind yourself, you can change. You can always change. Okay, that is the update oh actually one more thing a reminder if you haven't seen or if you have but you haven't got around to it new masterclass out so it's free how to not binge when you are stressed sad tired or bored this topic was picked by you guys these specific emotions as well so I really drilled down to what you guys needed help with this masterclass will solve that issue for you so check that out it's in the show notes and You also, one last thing, may have seen that I'm creating a new course in progress. It will be out probably in Jan, 2022. And it is for women who have done my 30-day reboot or something similar with someone else, worked with a therapist or even just did it themselves, but have healed their food and body relationship, their food and body relationship, where, where they healed their food relationship. They've stopped binging. Food feels pretty normal to them now. They feel in control and all that but they want to still lose weight and they don't want to go back to their old ways. They don't want to slide back into old habits. They just want to take it slow this time, but do it properly and do it with someone, learn from someone who has been in that dark place and who has also got out of that dark place and then also lost weight in a healthy, sustainable way. So just some context, after I fixed my whole food situation, After that, um, I lost like eight kilos, which is, I don't know, something like 18 pounds very easily after I fixed my food relationship. And that has now been off for like two and a half or three years now, no problem. Like it is effortless now. And I wanna teach people how to do that. So that's what the course is gonna be about to really make sure it's backed by science and it's not just my own experience. I am now doing a course for to be a holistic nutritionist and a weight management specialist. So it's like pretty intense course. I didn't even realize how intense it was when I signed up, but I really wanna make sure the course is so thorough and so accurate and helpful as well. So that's the update. If you want to be the first to hear about that course coming out, the first access, which will very likely have a very sizable discount on it, go to the show notes and put your email in the list that I've linked there. If you've already shared your email email with me, don't add it here, I've got it all sorted, I just haven't sent out the first email yet. So that's that, now what you came here for. Let me share how you can be that woman who forgets, she even has chocolate in the fridge, she can buy her binge food or ex-binge food, have it in the kitchen, doesn't even worry about feeling out of control or binging on it. She can even take it out, take a few biscuits, a few bites, whatever it is, feel totally in control and then just put it back in the kitchen. So basically we're going to normalize these foods through repeated exposure. This is what we're gonna do. It's called food habituation. It's something I have talked about before, but in this episode, I I will quickly recap what it is, how it works, but mainly I wanna share six tips to make it a successful endeavor. I'll get to that in a second. But first of all, let's just talk about what food habituation is. It's habituating yourself. So kind of just like acclimatizing yourself, normalizing yourself to a certain food, whatever food it is. And it's usually, you know, a binge food, something that you feel out of control with, or that you always seem to overeat on. We want to normalize this food so it's not so emotionally charged. You don't have all this novelty around it. You're not feeling like it's controlling you and that you always go overboard with it. We want to make it as normal as, think of just some food that you feel completely safe and in control around. Maybe it's, I don't know, spinach or chicken or rice, whatever it is. We want your binge food to feel just like that. It's just any other food, totally unemotionally charged. So we're gonna normalize it through, as I said, repeated exposure, which just means just eating it often, in a period of time, so let's, let's call it like a few weeks. What we're going to do is you're going to write out your top three foods that you feel out of control with, rank them least intense to most intense, start with the least intense one. So we're just going to set yourself up for ultimate success. Start with the less intense one for you and spend a week, maybe two weeks, even three weeks, making sure that you eat that food pretty often. I would just say even daily, And I know that sounds really scary at first and you're like, no way, I'm gonna binge on that food daily now because you said this breed for the next three weeks. Like, thanks, thanks a lot, bitch. (laughs) No, it's not gonna happen, I promise. It might happen in the first few days, but trust me, you are not gonna binge on this food for three weeks straight. It is not gonna happen because you are finally giving yourself full permission. You are almost like making yourself eat it so often that you will just get sick of it. Like you will just be over it. You will be craving something else. I like to think of it like this. It's like the leftover effect. When you have a meal the first time, delicious, so exciting. You have the leftovers the next day, yummy, yummy, yummy. If you have it all the way for like the third or fourth day, I know that that would be like a big portion, a big amount of leftovers, but by the end you will be so over it no matter, how delicious it was on the first day, you'll just be so over it, you'll be craving something else. Similar to meal prepping as well. You know, the last day of that meal prep meal, you are so done with it, so done. You never want that meal again. So that's the same thing that's gonna happen here with food habituation. I actually realized just now as I'm speaking, I actually have two extra tips. So instead of six, we actually have eight tips to make food habituation a successful endeavor. And what I mean by successful is so many people start food habituation and they give up at the start, at that first hurdle where they binge and they're like, fuck this, like, this is exactly what I don't want. I don't want to be binging on this food. This isn't working. That happens for so many people, but we want to keep going because that's the whole point. We have to have the repeated exposure to get the the effect and to have a successful effect of food habituation where this food becomes so normal and whatever to you. So I'm gonna give you some tips to make sure that we have the highest success rate that we can possibly can. So the first tip is, so you've got that list of like your top three binge foods, right? And we're starting with the least intense. I want you to make sure that you do just this food until you normalize it. So don't try to do all of the three foods at once. The point is we want to expose yourself to it as much as you can to get rid of that novelty if you're throwing in other foods that still feel novel to you because you restrict them and you deprive yourself of them then this one food that you're trying to normalize will we won't lose the novelty factor as quickly as we could so we really want to just like force it in there like a few weeks the only let's say like sweet snack for example that you have is this binge food this actually is exactly what I did with Nutella. Nutella was probably my number one or two biggest binge food of all time. Never could trust myself within the house, like, absolutely impossible. I would only buy it if I was planning a binge with it. Um, I would literally never have it in the house because it would be gone in a second otherwise. So I basically told myself I am only going to snack, like, my sweet snack is only gonna be Nutella for the next, it was about three or four weeks, maybe three. And by the end of it, even the second week, I was like, ugh, please like give me a different texture, give me a different flavor profile, like I'm done with Nutella. It really worked, it really did. And yes, at the start, for sure, I probably like ate more than I wanted to. At this point, actually, I wasn't binging anymore. I was just actually uh, staying away completely from Nutella. So I wanted to have it back in my diet. So when I did bring it back into food habituate it, I didn't binge on it at the start. Of course that might happen for you, but I definitely overate on it. Eventually normalized it and now it's whatever. It feels amazing because I get to enjoy this food now, feeling in control. So that first tip: don't mix and mingle with all the different binge foods, focus on one to start with. Second tip. So oftentimes when people try food habituation, they quote unquote fail, they give up because they try to just like do it all too soon. There's huge anxiety around the food, lack of trust, lack of confidence, and they don't do these small things that can help you increase the likelihood of success by feeling safe where you can. Like you're gonna feel unsafe eating this binge food because you don't trust yourself, you've been on it so many times, but we can do other things around this that can make you feel more safe, so less likely to fail. So tip number two, start by eating the binge food at a time that feels safe to you. Most likely that's gonna be morning for you. Most people binge in the evening because of, you know, it's the time that we just can, because we're done with work, but also because we restrict all day. Try the morning or the time that feels safe to you. I'm gonna pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, why you're still binge eating and how to stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that. Then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. All right, tip number three, eat that food when you are already nourished. You've already eaten even preferably recently, you've eaten pretty recently, you're not even actually hungry, definitely not underfed. We wanna do this because we want there to be no chance of you overeating or binging because you're physically restricted, because you're just so hungry. Anyone, if they're so hungry, is going to like, if they're like ravished, ravished, is that word? (laughs) If they are so hungry, you're going to end up going like crazy for this food. So we wanna, again, set yourself up for success, make sure you're fed so you have much less likelihood of binge eating. Tip number four, eat the food in front of other people. So obviously this is different per person, but I know for me, I very rarely binged. I don't think I ever actually properly binged in front of anyone. Maybe sometimes had a mini binge in front of my mom, but it always felt very, very like restricted almost like controlled like I wasn't letting the full binge out and that I'd always I'd always want to still binge later so if you're similar if you don't really binge in front of people eat this food in front of other people so even though it's kind of like the reason that you wouldn't binge is just because of like shame or something or secrecy just use that actually to your benefit when food habituating to just help you be less likely to binge while you're food habituating and just help you normalize this food, use whatever way you can to do this. Tip number five, pair the binge food with foods that are safe for you. So we start associating the binge food with safety and just normalcy. So an example, let's say Nutella, your binge food is Nutella. If for you, I don't know, like bread or strawberries, let's say is safe, pair them together. So it starts becoming just like a normal food and not this isolated binge food. Cause I know for a lot of people, for me as well, I would usually eat this binge food on its own, like in silo, even if it was meant to be eaten with other things like Nutella or peanut butter, I would just eat that thing. And it would become this like very strange relationship to that food then where, where I wouldn't really eat it in a normal way outside of binges. So pair it with safe foods. Tip number six, you've applied all these tips, you're doing repeated exposure, you're starting to feel a bit more in control around this binge food. Once you feel that's the case, begin to remove these safety variables one by one. Get to the point where you then start to practice eating the food alone or on its own or or you're eating it at night. So start to really test yourself, prove to yourself, hey, actually I can, I can eat this food whenever, however I want. I am completely in control of it, of myself. Number seven, make your way over several weeks or however long you need, this is your journey, to up to your most difficult binge food. Work your way up to it and watch food habituation work miracles. Last tip. Number eight is track progress. Watch how you are changing over the weeks, how much easier it is getting, how much safer you're feeling, how much more in control you are, your self-trust, your confidence. Watch as it skyrockets. And it's really easy here to see like where you're still not doing well. Like let's say you're practicing food habituation, you're doing the least intense food, and you're doing great on that, but at some point you also binge on your most intense food that you haven't started food habituating yet. It's easy there to be like, ah, fuck, like I suck, like look at me binging on this food, I'm out of control, it's disgusting, I'm gross. It's easy to focus on that, but don't forget to focus on this progress you're making. In this other binge food, and soon to be the one that you also just binged on, like you are becoming so much more in control it's getting so much easier. So track that progress, write it down if you need to. Share it with me on Instagram, with anyone that you need to remind yourself you are changing and you are doing so well. Even just seeing that, like if you write down on day one, okay, overate or binge ate on this food, and then you write on like day 14, oh wow, like I ate it. Um, And I put it back in the fridge after having a few bites, noticing I felt full. And then maybe the next day you overeat on it again. You will forget all the progress you've made because you'll focus on this bad thing, but you'll have this all written down. You'll look at it and be like, wow, two weeks ago, I was completely out of control. And look at how much progress I made. I know healing is not linear and we're just gonna keep having this upward trend overall. It's so motivating and it will definitely excite you to keep practicing and moving forward with this tool. Okay, those are the eight tips. That is food habituation. Try it out, good luck, you're gonna smash it. Remember repeated exposure, give yourself time. You'll probably slip up, that's fine. Keep practicing, keep creating safety around this food as much as you can. By the way, this is all taught in my 30 day reboot course, obviously with so much more in there. This is just one day of the 30 day reboot. So you'll have 20 more days this much value along with guided meditation suggested tasks like it is the bomb the 30 day reboot I'm in love with it so if you loved this and you want more structure more guidance on how to successfully food habituate and stop binge eating and make food easy and normal again that's the course for you it's in the show notes get on in there other than that thank you everyone for tuning in I hope you found it helpful and have a lovely day I will see you next time And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.